0: A high-end designer or a lot of money to get a luxe look. Be your own interior designer with big design small budget. Here's your host Betsy Helmuth. When I started my business affordable interior design in 2004 basically it was just a hobby. I wanted to get out of bartending and being a cater waiter. I wanted to do what I was so passionate about which was giving people A beautiful home, no matter their budget. I was so excited to buy pillows and to support myself and to no longer have to think about having a side job to make it in New York City. Twelve long years later, my business has really evolved. And basically, this business made me into a business owner. I had no aspirations to be an entrepreneur. I had no inclination in terms of Always wanting to do my own thing. It just grew. And it grew so fast that I just had to... Well, let me liken it to this. It's like planting a little seed. You plant a little seed not knowing what it will become. Will it become just a little thing? Will it sprout overnight and become a huge thing? And I kept my business from growing for so long because I was afraid to be a small business owner. I just kept booking clients further out and further out and saying, I'm sorry, I'm booked for three months, I'm booked for four months rather than hiring. I just was resistant to owning a business and all the responsibilities that came with it. I just wanted to support myself and have fun and make people's lives better. But it snowballed and all of a sudden one day I couldn't hold back The phone lines were ringing too quickly. I was so busy answering emails I couldn't design anymore and there was no choice but to grow, but to let my little seed bloom into what it would become and to follow it rather than me stifling it. And so I became an entrepreneur. And that's what this episode is all about, is starting a small business and small business strategies. Because my love for design has now bloomed and blossomed into a love for being an entrepreneur. And the other day, I was thinking back to all my great friends, like the friends who are really my tight circle that I hang out with most often, and I realized that most of them are entrepreneurs. I have this love for people who are passionate and who forge their own way in life, who make their own path. And all of a sudden, my big love has switched from buying throw pillows, which I still love to do, to navigating these murky waters of what does it mean to be a businesswoman. And so I start getting a lot of questions about, Betsy, how did you grow your business? Betsy, how do you start a business? What should I be doing? What should I be looking for? And I found that I really love to give advice. Almost as much as I love talking about paint colors, I love talking about business plans. So I have a lot of people ask me a lot of business questions, and today I'm going to answer them on small business strategies. So please join me and please chime in if you hear something that you have an answer to. I'd love to hear from you because I'm an entrepreneur who's learning. And I grew thanks to the advice of a lot of people who helped push me on my path. So let's get going. Let's start answering some questions. And my first question comes from Mandy. So Mandy, I'm going to read your email. Hi, Betsy. I was hoping I could pick your business brain a little bit. I know we've only connected online, but I've been following the progress and growth of affordable interior design, and I think you'd be a great person to ask about this. I'm thinking of starting a small personal stylist consultant business. Very small, just me. It would go something like this. A woman has a big event, which is exciting and overwhelming. She gets flustered with the options and she needs somebody who finds her personal sense of style and budget and can wrap it up and then scour the city for stores that meet her criteria. This woman would save time and she would also save money. I had my first client last week and we found her dress in one day at my suggestion. I'm meeting with another client next week to start the process. I haven't charged either of them because their trial runs and I wanted to see if this could realistically be something I should pursue. Considering how you started affordable interior design and how successful it's been, I'd love your opinion on how I should get started from marketing to company name to how much I should charge for a service like this. Any and all advice would be extremely appreciated. Looking forward to hearing from you. Thanks, Mandy. Well Mandy, first things first. Thanks for writing in. So when I was apprenticing for Tom Felicia, a fellow apprentice said to me, people are either really good at one of two things. They're either really good at interior design or at dressing themselves. But most interior designers are not really good at shopping for clothes and accessorizing themselves personally. And I thought it was so funny because I have absolutely no desire to dress myself or to pick out jewelry. However, I could spend hours and hours shopping for just the right coffee table, just the right lampshade. So it really is a funny, weird sort of phenomenon that uh, the two things seem very similar, style and style, and yet they're so different. Uh, That being said, let's get back to your question. In other words, just real quickly, uh, I'm potentially a client, Mandy. So when you get this business model up and running, let me know because mama could use a personal stylist. Okay, so let me first tell you the best business advice I ever, ever received. When I started my business, I was under a different name. A name which I will not say because it is embarrassing. But I will actually reveal it on my website, bigdesignsmallbudget.com. So go to the podcast site and I will, um, under the show notes, reveal my embarrassing business name. Anyway, one day I was watching The Big Idea with Donnie Deutsch and he gave me the best piece of business advice I've ever received. He said on his show, if your name of your business doesn't say exactly what you do change it today and I thought to myself oh my goodness my horrible business name is holding me back it's the reason I'm hustling on Craigslist it's the reason I'm working for free it's the reason that I'm having to struggle so hard just to help clients find me and so I went online to New York State department of whatever, and I found that the name was available. I immediately registered for it. I got it. I bought the web domain, and I have never advertised a day since. I've been luckily, knock on wood, inundated with clients just because people Google my name and they immediately find me. I haven't spent money on SEO, I don't do Google AdWords, and that's not to say it wouldn't happen in the future, and certainly I think I could grow a lot faster if I did that. But I'm just saying changing my business name changed my life. So when you're creating the business name for your new venture, really think about it and spend a lot of time finding the right one. It could make all the difference. My next piece of advice is get a website. Now, your business is very visual. So people are going to want to see things that you're recommending. People are going to want to see people you've styled. People are going to want to hear your tips. People are going to want a little bit of free information and a little bit of eye candy. They're going to want to get to know you before they feel comfortable hiring you to make sure that your style aligns with theirs. So I would really pimp out that site with some fun visuals and some takeaway tips I would maybe start a blog. I had a blog for eons and eons until Google lost it. Oh my goodness, Google lost my blog. <laughs> it was horrible. And I'd had it for like, I don't know, seven years. But uh, but it was a really good way for me to get my voice out there. And a lot of people followed my blog for months before they ever called me because then they felt really comfortable. They knew who they'd be meeting with. They knew I had kids or they knew I shared their similar Points of view, and they felt really comfortable moving forward with me. So that would be a recommendation as well. And now it's time for a quick commercial break. Do you love this podcast? Do you wish you could learn even more? Well, we have an online class bundle. Our online class bundle is comprised of three online classes Beautifying Your Home for Less, Styling Your Home, and the Fundamentals of Feng Shui. Each one of those three classes is between 30 and 45 minutes long and chock-filled with visuals and tips, things that will help you to style your own space or help out with other spaces. Additionally, with the pack of three classes, you get an autographed copy of my book, Affordable Interior Design. And if one of those classes sounded intriguing, but maybe you already have my book or some of the other topics are not of interest, you can buy the classes individually at that site as well. Each class is $40. So head over to affordableinteriordesign.com slash classes to get your bundle or your online class today. The other thing that I think you should do is I think you should work for free. So I do think that you should take some clients just to get the pictures. Just to get the testimonials. I know that when I first started, I was literally hand sewing people's curtains. And I hand created murals on their walls for very low prices. I essentially worked for free for a long time. And it really helped me build up my name. They gave me referrals. I had pictures for my site. It's a really great way to get started. The other thing that you want to do, and I learned this from one of my favorite podcasts, Entrepreneur on Fire. I get so much value from the tips that they give and the people that he interviews. But he's constantly saying, the host of Entrepreneur on Fire, to niche down. Get more specific and more specific and more specific. Who are you personally styling? Who's your client? Who's the person who really aligns with your vision and target your name your website, all your materials to only that one person. He even highly suggests creating an avatar for them, creating, maybe clipping out a picture from a magazine of the person you think would be your ideal client and giving them a whole backstory where they work so that way when you're podcasting when you're blogging when you're marketing you can market directly to sally you can market directly to tyrone and you've really got this specific person that you're constantly thinking of who is the perfect person who would align with your style point of view and who would want to call you And the other amazing piece of advice. I actually got this piece of advice rather recently. And I feel like it translates to whether you're a new business or a business that's very established. I got this piece of advice from Seth Godin. I can't remember which audiobook of his I was listening to. But he said, and it really resonated with me as somebody who pretty much runs my business alone. Thankfully, now I have an office manager and I have other designers. But initially, it was just me. And I had to really think about the direction of my business. And even now, I really have to think about where am I going? Where do I want to go? And he said, all you have to do is be the best in the world. And I was like, what? Oh my god, that sounds really overwhelming. The best in the world? The world doesn't even know about me. And then he went on to clarify – Be the best in your world. So when I started Affordable Interior Design and for many years, up until just now actually, my entire world has been the New York City area. I just needed to be the best there. Because if you're the best in the New York City area, people are going to talk about you. They're going to say, Betsy was the best. I got so much value. Let me tell you about it. Let me spread the word. You can get this marketing that you can't buy. Because right now, anybody can buy marketing. Anybody can buy Facebook ads. Anybody can buy, you know, AdWords. But what's novel now is that word of mouth. What people trust now, what I look for when I'm looking for somebody to help me, is somebody to say, oh my gosh, that cleaning lady is so amazing. I don't care about the pop-ups because I don't really know It's that personal touch of hearing from somebody else. So be the best in your small world. Start wherever that is. Be the best stylist for graduates from NYU and just target them. And then when they're talking about you and telling all their friends, it will grow from there. So niche down, make your world as small as possible to the person you want, to the stuff you wanna be doing, and then be the best. Work the hardest. Get the best reviews and go from there. So Mandy, I hope that was a help because I'll tell you what, that guidance that I just gave you is guidance that literally transformed where my business is at and where I ultimately have wound up from my very humble beginnings. So, my next question comes from my amazing podcast producer. She's not only a dear friend that I have known for many years, she's also amazing at what she does. And we went to college together, but didn't really stay that closely in touch until I started listening to her podcasts. And then I was like, ooh, I want to do a podcast, and I love the sound of hers. Let me reach out to her. So, my next question comes from Katherine Heller. Heller. And it's about starting her new podcast production business, which I am so excited and know you are going to be a superstar at. So go ahead. Throw it at me. Hi, Betsy. This is Catherine, the producer of your podcast. I have also started a business and it is podcast production and I i am very good at some things but other things I do not know a lot about. For example, I know you have an art background and your logo is gorgeous. I don't really know where to start with a logo because I don't know, should I pay someone and if so, uh, how much does it cost and also how important is it that you have a very nice logo or can you get away with something very simple. I have no idea where to begin in that. Um, So yeah, and I just want to say I'm really proud of you. You're doing such an amazing job, and I just love listening to you every week. Thanks. All right, Catherine, I have answers for you. The first thing is, yes, I did have a visual background. When we were in college together, I was studying uh, theater, but also fine arts and visual art. But the first logo I created for my business was not very good. (laughs) I loved it, I thought it was beautiful, but you're too closely related to your business. It's too personal. I feel like you can't get that sort of um, objective viewpoint when you create it on your own. I really think there is something to hiring a branding professional. That being said, you are just starting your podcast production business. And the exciting thing about your business is it's not visual. Your business is totally auditory. So whereas my business is visual, and if I don't have a good looking website, if I don't have a good looking logo, my people are like, oh my god, she can't even get her website together. What's she going to do for my house? So people really judge me on that first impression. The exciting thing about your business is it's not at all visual. So you just need to have that great auditory sensibility. You just have to have clips on there that sound great. And there's a couple other things you need. I'm talking about spending time on how you sound. But really the priority is who are you marketing to? Who are you trying to get as clients? Are you trying to get other artists? Because first of all you know, I don't know if that's where the money is. They might just be doing the podcasting thing for fun. They might not have a lot of money to drive it in terms of it's not making them a lot of revenue. It's just more of a pet project, sort of like it is for me. It's just an extension of my brand and it's something I do for fun, but it's not a real money maker or a crucial part of my business yet. Yet, right listeners. Um But maybe you're trying to appeal to corporate clients. If you're trying to appeal to corporate clients or experts who really need to build their brand and build their name and have the money to do so, which I think would be a great market because they really need to put out consistent content. They really need to be reliable with what they're producing in order to build their audience and to capture those sales or whatever it is. So if that's your target market, you need a website that appeals to professionals. You need a website that looks very professional. So I would spend money in getting a great name, because you remember that Donnie Deutsch comment that I gave to Mandy. Spend money on getting a great name and a great website and spend some time really thinking about that. Then, make sure that the clips that you have on your site sound really amazing and you make all your podcasts sound amazing. She has several great podcasts, including Tell the Bartender and my personal favorite, The Struggle Bus, which I never miss every single week. Guys, go listen to The Struggle Bus. It's a game changer. Um, And so really think about appealing to them. Thinking about that big corporate client showing this site to their boss and saying, we should Give our money to this gal. She's going to make us sound amazing. You've got to look amazing. You've got to have those testimonials. You've got to have those kind of star names like you just had featured on your podcast. Like I produce stuff from Janine Garofalo. I produce stuff from Hemda Hennessy. So there's just all these different things that you need to kind of weave in there to give yourself instant credibility as well as auditory credibility. So guys, hopefully that's been a help because I love sharing business advice. So if you have questions for me on how to start a business, or if you have advice for me, I would love to hear it. I'm definitely still learning. And speaking of still learning, here's my design TMI. Design TMI This weekend… On the 27th of February, from 3 to 6 p.m. in Dobbs Ferry on Main Street, 103 Main Street to be exact, we are having our premier storefront, our big flagship store. It is opening. It is opening, and I'm really excited about what this could mean for the future of my small business. We're going to have wine. We're going to have a free raffle, design advice. I'm going to be signing my book. And also, this is my first foray into something that's very scary for me. I am doing retail for the first time. So I'm going to be selling some things. Some of my favorite accents. Seasonally, I'm going to be selling on both my website and in this new store to kind of get people in and get them just browsing and then talking about design and then buying that amazing candle. We have some amazing organic natural soy candles that I'm very excited about. Uh, So come on down. I would love to meet you. I would love to show you around the store. I'd love to hear what you want out of a storefront. We're going to start offering in-store services. I'm going to offer consultations there. We're going to have birthday parties and design and wine evenings with classes. I'm just really excited for this new venture and for what this new lovely, if I do say so myself, it's pretty cute and lovely, storefront could be. Until next time, thanks so much everyone. Bye. Bye.